Hey everyone, welcome to the Industry Show. I'm your host Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is Sunil Gunderia. Sunil, welcome on the show. Thanks, Nitin, for the wonderful opportunity to be on your show and be heard by your audience. Pleasure is all ours. So, let's start with who is Sunil. You know, I'd like to say that much of my life was informed by winning a genetic lottery, and what I mean by that was that. You know, I was fortunate to be born to educated Indian parents mm-hmm. who took a risk with only a few dollars in their pocket to move to the U.S., provide new, to, to provide new opportunities for their children. And the risk they took helped shape the many different career paths I've taken. So uh, including starting my profession as my dad was a chartered accountant, I was a CPA, but then I moved into management consulting. Uh, I followed my passion to work for Walt Disney, uh, where I was 11 years, and I moved my family with that company to London, and I had this opportunity to start and run a new global business for what arguably is the world's greatest brand, you know, at the nascency of mobile devices being a platform for interactive content. And then that led to this incredible opportunity in my role at Age of Learning, where I serve as Chief Innovation Officer. And my role now has allowed me to learn a great deal about education um, and build a passionate team who have developed educational products that we know can change learning outcomes for millions of kids. Yes. And that has been a tremendous exposure, right? And I'm sure a wealth of learning and wisdom that has come about with that kind of an opportunity. And, you know, the, the great thing about you that I've, I've known you a few years now is you're so approachable you're so humble despite all of your accomplishments so thank you for being you really appreciate it uh, that's that's really quite kind of you Nitin. uh it's been wonderful to interact with you and and the great work you do not only with the show uh but in in your professional passions as well so tell us about age of learning Sure. As a company, we've been around uh, since 2007, so for 14 years. When our founder, Doug Doring, started the company with a really lofty mission to help all children achieve academic success and develop a lifelong love of learning. A lot of people don't know Age of Learning, but they do know our flagship product, ABC Mouse, which launched about 10 years ago. And what ABC Mouse is, is a comprehensive digital early learning program that over 30 million kids have used, and it has gained the trust of parents who are delighted to see their kids both learn and be excited about learning. And this trust from parents has earned ABC Mouse its position as as the number one early learning solution for children. And, you know, you hit the, the nerve there. It's not just having access to some kind of content, but being excited about it. And that's that's really, I, I believe, what drives that learning and motivates them to keep coming back and keep learning. Indeed. Learning in itself is intrinsically motivating. Yes. You know, you, you, you find, we all find pleasure when we learn something new. It, 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 assuming it's good information to learn. But it, it's a, in, inevitably, you, you feel good about yourself. You feel like you've accomplished something. And sometimes, you know, the way formal education works, and we talked a little bit about 
rote memorization. Yes. That doesn't feel as good as learning something organically and in an engaging way. And I think that is something that a company we've done really well. It's just brought that joy of learning to kids. You mentioned 30 million children have used ABC Mouse or you know, Age of Learning products. Give us a sense uh, for the size and scale and, and the geographies uh, you're present in. Sure, sure, Nitin. And, and uh, you know, let's start with the, the, the scale. You know, I'm fortunate to work with a, a, a wonderful team of passionate individuals of over 600 of them at Age of Learning who are all driven by this purpose to help kids learn. Um, our products, we have ABC Mouse, which I mentioned. We also have a product for older kids called uh, My Adventure Academy, or not My Adventure Academy, Adventure Academy. Mm -hmm. And we've, uh, we have a global product called ABC Mouse English uh, that uh, we distribute currently with uh, Tencent in China, Rakuten in Japan. Uh, mm -hmm. And we have plans to distribute that in other territories around the world. Uh, we recently announced the launch of a schools business with a new gen next generation product uh, that adapts learning to every child's needs. And we certainly believe it's going to have a huge impact. And just, just two weeks ago, we announced, uh, announced uh, closing a $300 million funding round, which was led by TPG, among other investors. And those are amazing numbers. And again, congratulations on that close. That's Thank you. Thank you very much. Not that, you know, there was any validation needed, but there it is, right? And I think given what has already been accomplished, I think it's still kind of the early days of where Age of Learning can can be as, a, as an organization and uh, for that impact that you will continue to create. And we certainly believe so. And we believe that uh, the, the rationale for the investment is because there's so much there's so such a need for impact as well. So tell us about you know the the size and scale at which you're operating. One, who's your ideal customer? I mean, the end user, of course, is the child, but do you look at the customer as a separate? You know, you're going to schools. Are you going to parents? Are you going to other organizations? Who are you thinking of when you define your customer? Sure. In, in, in thinking about our customer, we center it on, on the impact that we want to have. And the impact is on the child as a learner. But we look at the, the, the customer journey or, or learning, and certainly for a child, as something that involves an ecosystem. And that ecosystem, uh, as I mentioned, you know, we're launching in schools, includes teachers. And for our product that might be sold like ABC Mouses, which is primarily sold to parents at home, it's the parent. And, and what we try to do with our products is we engage each of them, the learner, the child is a learner, they're center in, in, our, in our flywheel, but the, the parent is also a learner, the teacher's a learner about what that individual child mm -hmm. is capable of and, and what they're learning currently and how they can act best as a coach, uh, a teacher and a supporter uh, and a cheerleader for that child as they're learning and really giving them the, you know, and, and, and remove the fear that a lot of parents have, for example, that my child doesn't know as much as another child. Every child is capable of learning and has the their own unique capabilities and needs. And, and we try to address those needs through our product. Makes sense. And as you do this, as you, you know, you keep the child at the center of your 
uh, design. What are some of the challenges you're facing as a business? Yeah, let me let me flip the question a bit, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm not gonna. It's not a business challenge that we're really tackling. What we're tackling is a societal challenge. And even if you look at what are what happens pre-pandemic, or look at the stats pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. in the U.S. Over 60% of our kids by fourth grade are not achieving proficiency in math or literacy. Mm -hmm. For our kids from lower income families, the stats are even worse. It's 70%, 75%, sorry, are not achieving proficiency. And, and the costs are real. For example, kids who do not achieve proficiency in reading by the time they're in fourth grade, they're four times as likely to drop out of high school and, the, and they average 34% less in lifetime earnings. And if you think about this from a macroeconomic perspective or GDP perspective, the achievement gap between high and low income students. So a lot of this is determined by equity and, and your parents' uh, uh, well-being. The cost to the U.S. economy is nearly $500 billion a year. So 3% of the GDP is lost because we're not doing the job we need to to get our kids to proficiency by the time they're in fourth grade. And if you take that problem and look at the cost globally, it's 600 million kids globally not achieving proficiency. So there's this, the challenge is, and that we all are facing is this huge loss in human potential yes. that, it, that needs to be addressed. And I love, you know, I love that context. I love that mission. And in that context, you know, having that validation and, and the, you know, the 600 people and that team and that force that is coming at it, it's amazing to hear and, and see that we are addressing this huge problem that's not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it, we, you know, looking at the importance of what we, it, it, it's what brings kind of joy in our work is that doing meaningful things. And, and you know, we're, we're at this age where, you know, you're, you see this great convergence of an availability of technology and, and content. And what we just need is the kind of unification in terms of like, this is a problem that needs to be solved. And, and you know, and let's go do it. Sunil, so for someone who doesn't uh, maybe know about Age of Learning or ABC Mouse, can you help us get a sense for the kind of content and the amount of content that's available on the platform? Sure, sure. For um, ABC Mouse itself, it, it, as I mentioned, it's a comprehensive platform. So we cover reading and math and and uh, social sciences and science. Uh, and it's it's a it's a platform for three to eight year olds with over ten thousand learning activities on it. Um, Adventure Academy, which I mentioned, has another several thousand learning activities on that, and that's targeted at eight to eleven for eight to eleven year olds. Um, but we don't—we're not a company to sit on our laurels. And, and both of these products are fantastic. What we're really excited about, as well, and it's specifically to address this problem that I talked about in terms of getting kids to proficiency, is a what we what we call our personalized mastery and mastery, mastery learning system or platform. Uh, we started with a math product that takes a child from no knowledge of math to be able to add and subtract uh, three digit numbers, which typically mm -hmm. is, a, is a end of second grade, early third grade skill. 
And, and it, does, it does this by individualizing instruction to every child's unique needs hmm. and, and letting them and tailoring a personalized learning path through the content they need. So it's mastery based. It's not about you got a grade, it's you need to learn this and you can learn this. Just it, it, the context that we provide lets them learn it at their own time. It provides teachers real-time data on how their, their kid is, how a child or a student is performing in their classroom or to a parent. So they know where exactly where their kid is, where, how, what they're learning next and how they can best support that learning for that child's unique needs. That is amazing. I think it takes off a lot of the stress and the pressure that typically is on the child where they feel that they're not, you know, the peer pressure or the pressure from the parents or the teachers where they can go into this platform and learn at their own pace, like you said. And also for teachers and parents to come in and say, this is where the child needs help. And they can come in and add value instead of you know, comparing and, and putting additional pressure. So I love that. Yeah, and it's, you, hit, you nailed it, Neaton. It's very much about providing the data that's needed and, 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 and making it our responsibility as adults to, to create experiences for kids that provide them context for the learning. And that's the other thing. The platform that we've developed for math is game-based learning. Hmm. And why we use games is because we could, it allowed us to provide a, a scenario for the kids, which is relatable to them. It's, and it becomes like a problem to solve versus just, just notation, just numbers. Yes. It's like, I want to do this because these, I want to help these characters achieve what they're trying to achieve in the game. Mm -hmm. And I want to, and it's okay if I don't get it right the first time, yeah. I, you know, and the, and the, and we, we've constructed the, 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 get the mechanics themselves that we, we scaffold feedback. So if you can imagine instruction, it has direct instruction, similar to what a teacher would do, but through a game-based interface. But what we've added to it is something that is really what we feel is a, a big part of the, uh, the magic is that we provide real-time formative feedback to a child. So, you know, you can get something wrong, but mm -hmm. when you get it wrong, rather than say you're wrong, here's your grade, you know, you get an F or you get a C or a D. It's like, here's a little, here's a little help. Remember when you learned this thing, you try to apply that to this situation and then giving the child time to, to process that and bring together in their head what they previously learned and apply that to this new novel situation. And it's okay if you don't get it right, you will get it right. So we give you the opportunity to say, you know, I might not know this. I only not, it's not that I can't learn this, I just don't know it now. And all I have to do is apply myself and, 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 and take the time and the patience and persist in my learning activity. And I'll get this and I can master this and I can master the next thing. And, and, and it's, it's, it's really great. It really helps a child develop their identity that I'm a learner and I'm capable of learning anything. I love the, you know, what you said, allowing the child to get that attitude that I'm a learner. I think that's the, the most important takeaway for me is because if, if you are willing to learn, nothing is impossible. Indeed, indeed. And, 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 and that you, you have the confidence that you can learn, yes. right? And that, that, you know, it, it's talked about a lot, the idea of growth mindset and grit, yes. 
um, we our systems need to support that and think about you know the social and emotional aspects of learning or the behavioral aspects that make learning fun because like as we talked about at the beginning it it is intrinsically motivating to learn and we just need to bring that back into our educational systems so true so sunil as we look at this you know it makes me wonder and think about what is the opportunity that you're looking at as as an organization but also you you, you talked about this this big mission this big vision uh, which is really exciting how do you focus and target on that one big opportunity you know uh and, and, and one of my life learnings has been the you know things that are big challenges mm-hmm. are and getting you know and then we talked about it getting our children to proficiency mm-hmm. uh, and beyond is the opportunity as well and that's what we're targeting and and, and, and to give you some context there's this fantastic article from you know well-known Harvard professor Michael Porter um, who, who wrote about the four forces model uh, and, and, and one of his colleagues Michael Kramer called shared value capitalism mm-hmm. and and what that means you know to unpack that is is it is a company when your strategy targets solving societal problems and, and that you would execute on those strategies you not only benefit society you also have this opportunity to great create great returns for all your stakeholders. Yes. And that is our strategy at Age of Learning as we measure our success by impact in addition to revenues and profits. You know, we feel incredibly fortunate to be able to innovate for purpose. And, you know, it's something that, um, you know, I talk to my kids about. It's like, you can do meaningful things in the world and you should look for work that provides you that purpose and meaning because it will make your life all that much better. So true. It, you know, a couple of things, and it, I mean, it's it's not. I know you're not in the capitalism business, but it does that shift that has happened over the past few years to stakeholder capitalism, or you know, profit with purpose, uh, or doing good while doing well. I think driven by values and purpose is the right place to be, and I'm glad an organization like Age of Learning is at the center of it. I appreciate that. And, you know, to, to that point, we're in the business of impact, but the reality is we need money to make impact. Of course. And, and so aligning a company's strategy to solving problems, creating that impact and creating returns allows us to reinvest money so we can even make greater impacts and continue developing better products. You know, we know, you know, from uh, design, um, and you see that everywhere, is that iterating is really important. We're not perfect. We're not going to get it right the first time, but we're going to move the needle, and we'll continue to move the needle by gathering the data, gathering additional data, iterating, and experimenting more, and continuing to build better result and get better results. And you know that that is a. It's a fantastic thing that working as a for-profit allows you to do. You can take a lot more risk. And sometimes I know, uh, you know, working in the nonprofit world, it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to get capital mm-hmm. to fund innovation. Uh, and, and capitalism itself allows for the funding of innovation that otherwise might not be funded. So true. Sunil, if we look back in the rearview mirror, what is a lesson learned or a success story that you're really proud of that you want to share with us? 
Yeah, I talked a little bit about the uh, this this personalized mastery learning platform mm -hmm. that we've been developing and that how we recently launched in the school. Well, last year, during the the part of the pandemic, we're talking uh, September, October, mm -hmm. we started several pilots with schools and uh, with this My Math Academy product. And one of the pilots we did was in a border town in Harlingen, Texas. Hmm. And, and, you know, you've heard the national story. We all hear the national story is about learning loss and learning gaps, mm -hmm. especially in math, especially among kids from a low social economic background. And what we found in Harlingen is that we, we, we did a, this pilot with young students there, many of whom have been classified at risk because of their families living, you know, below the poverty line. Mm -hmm. They used our product, their teachers used our product, and because of this, they flourished and they achieved amazing results that were two and three times what they started with. And this was all during the pandemic. This not only helped these kids develop the confidence that we talked about, they also helped set new expectations for the teachers and the administrators at the schools in terms of what these students are capable of mm -hmm. learning. and. And that when our educators and our products, our educational products align around what each student needs, there's just amazing things we can achieve. So the lesson we learned is that we need to double down on what we're, on what we're doing. Others need to be doing similar things to really help unlock this human potential of our future generations. And, and that's what we're really excited about. And it's, uh, I hope it's a lesson that uh, is a good takeaway for your entire audience. It sounds like one. And I think, you know, I want to congratulate you and your team and also the school for being open to doing this while we were in the pandemic, right? A lot of things had been shut down. So I'm sure, uh, yes, it has helped accelerate digitization and, you know, getting people online. But my personal experience as a parent who's, school was kind of going through the same transformation, it was not easy, right? So to be able to gather the resources and have that mindset to continue to test and try for the children and make things better for them, I mean, hats off to you. It, Wonderful it, 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 you hit it on the head. It's hats off to the educators who, despite the challenges it, it, that these, you know, they were having it, you know, in their own lives, they were having with their schools, bringing in, testing a new product that had not been tested by them before because they believed in the potential of their students. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to say, we just want to do the minimum. We want to do more, that our students deserve more. That's why we got the results we got. And so it's really all credit to educators who believe in the potential of the students that they serve. That's such a beautiful story. And uh, on that note, I want to switch gears and get to know you a little better. And the way we do this is through one-line life lessons. So I would invite you to share a few of those with us. Happy to do so. And, and you know, I thought a lot about this, and, and you mentioned one of them. And you know, one a life lessons that you know I walk around with all the time, and I tell my kids about, and I tell anyway, do well by doing good. It is it is just something that is is it's amazing when you can when you can you can put those two things together. Another one, 
I like to think about is that in every challenge, there is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I've heard this from some other guests and you've had in the past in different ways, but hire people who are smarter than you. Yes. You know, we build things not because of only what we know, but there are a lot of people that bring great ideas to the table and try to bring all of those ideas to the table to solve the bigger problems that we try to solve. Always ask the question, why? <laughs> Walk around in the world and say, why do things exist? Why are they like this? And, and you know, and hopefully that triggers, how can they be better? Mm -hmm. And and then and the final one I have, you know, that I, I try to uh, keep in my heart all the time is, you know, persist when faced mm -hmm. with adversity. Yes. And I love, I mean, I, I love all of them, obviously, but the last two are especially close to my heart. And I think they're very relevant for the work you do, not just with Age of Learning, but within that, with being the spearhead for innovation, right? Keep asking the why and keep having that curiosity to keep pushing that envelope. And, uh, and as you know better than anyone else, living at the edge and innovating, you have to keep persisting. You have to be relentless. You have to, you know, you will be facing challenges, which I'm sure you face multiple times a day, but you have to keep moving in the right direction. You, you, you learn from failure, you learn from being wrong, and you learn from finding new solutions that are, that are gonna get you to right. And... So Neil, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for making the time and sharing your journey with us. We would love to have you back on and see how you're deploying the, the little bit of change that you've got over the past few weeks and see what newer heights you're achieving and how you continue to help uh, you know, children learn and make this exciting for them. The pleasure is mine and it's been, it's been uh, great to be able to share our story with you. So thank you, Nitin. Thank you so much.